0: Thanks for downloading this podcast from Brum Radio. For more programmes, search our podcast page at BrumRadio.com.
1: In the heart of Birmingham, one team to bring you your week in geek. It's the Geeky Brummy Show every Saturday, 12 till 1 on Brum Radio.
2: Hey everybody, John Barrowman here and you are listening to Brum Radio.
1: And good afternoon and welcome to the Geeky Brummy Show here on Brum Radio. I got wet. Did you get a little bit <laughs> on the way in? Right, so I'm joined today by producers Sean and producer Guy. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. As you can probably hear laughing in the background, we are joined by George. Hi, George. Hello. And the other side, half of Safe Harbor cosplay, Aces and Armour cosplay himself, Mr. Dave. Hello. Hey, guys. Right, and we Hang on a minute. Where's Phil Ellis? Phil Ellis is en route, apparently. Surprise, surprise. Yes. And we are joined by the wonderful, Mr Chris Mayer. Hello Chris, welcome to Geeky Roomie. Welcome to the chaos that is Geeky Roomie, I should really say. You're from <laughs> Millennium Point and you'll be talking to us about Geek Out a little bit later on today.
3: Absolutely, yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, thank you for coming in. Right, so we've just mentioned we'll be talking about Geek Out at Millennium Point. Uh, we'll be talking, Keith will be talking via the power of the internet to us uh, with Ice later on today. He's we've got in a, a field
4: f- in Wales, isn't he, today? Somewhere like that.
1: Yes hiding Aww. somewhere.
4: Keith, yeah. we miss you. Yes, is we it, do
2: miss you. Is he on holiday? Or? Yeah. yeah, not just in not ju- We've not just sent him <laughs> to Wales. <laughs> so, well, we'll been off last week. I thought, what kind of punishment? <laughs> <have> you, did he <laughs> do something wrong? What have
4: we done? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. And we'll also have a new feature which has come up, which is Hello News, finding the weirdest news from around the world, and the usual regular bit of geeky goings-on coming up. And what is our opening theme this week, Guy?
5: It's Dalton Abbey, but suggested oh, by my yeah. girlfriend.
1: I've not watched an episode.
5: I've got to point this out, because this is me interrupting you, but my girlfriend is in the Edinburgh yeah, Fringe Festival at the moment, jealous. But she said that currently there is a knockoff Mr. B Gentleman Rhymer there called The Gentleman Rapper. No. And there also there's also a show called Phil Ellis is Alone Together. <laughs>
4: Wow! We need to save that for when he comes in later. Is and that Halle why and it's taking so
1: long to get into the yeah, like show?
4: Oh. I'm also affronted that somebody is ripping off Mr. B good yes. friend of the show. He was tweeting us yesterday. Yeah,
1: tweeting us yesterday. He's released his oh. new song, which is free to download off his SoundCloud page. So. Yeah, Definitely. stick with the original, ladies
4: and gentlemen. Stay with put on Mr.
1: The
0: B. <laughs> 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 It'll be on the next week's playlist, of course. Hi, I'm Mike Carey, a former writer on X Men, Ultimate Fantastic Four, Lucifer, The Unwritten, and Hellblazer. And you're listening to Geeky Brummy
1: on Brum Radio. And that was Chaka Khan with Reading Rainbow. Probably not the usual Chaka Khan song that people would expect.
4: <laughs> it wasn't I'm Everyone Out What the hell no. was that? It was the
1: theme to Reading Rainbow, which is pretty much learn to read with PBS and love Jordan George.
4: Jordan <laughs> What inspired that choice? Well,.
1: Today we'll be talking about The Big Read, of course. Oh, oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see what
4: we did there? So yes. segue. Yes.
1: <laughs> so The Big Read is currently on across all of the Birmingham. There's so 175 benches, if I'm correct, Chris. Yep, it's good research. Yeah, 175 benches scattered across Birmingham, where you can find beautiful pieces of artwork. It's... Um, Inspired by the Big Hoot last year, I find them. Yeah, right?
3: it's, a, it's a literacy and engagement programme, which is kind of an offshoot from, uh, from, uh, from the same company as uh, last year's very successful Big Hoot.
1: Yes. So, of course, we have Chris May here, who's the Events and Programming Manager at Millennium Point, if I get your title. That's right, right yeah. Yeah. Oh, it yes. Changes never. <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you're here to talk us to about Geek Out, which is a special little thing that's part of the Big Read programme.
3: Yeah, so we've, we're, as well as hosting the, uh, the uh, 11 book benches, which we've got at Millennium Point in our main atrium, which is part of the wider book bench trail, we've, uh, w- we've hosted a range of different activities, um, one of which, and the biggest of which, is, is Geek Out, which is on Saturday the 3rd of September, yeah. and is a, a sort of free day of drop-in activities, mm-hmm. um, aimed at a family audience, which are all based around uh, comic book and
1: sort of geek theme. Yeah, sounds very interesting. I mean you're in the company of geeks here. And um, Mr Philip Ellis oh, has joined Bill us. Ellis Hi everybody. He heard, he heard about reading and tales and of course the
5: <laughs> tall tales. He ran here. <laughs> I,
6: I sprinted as much as a writer is capable of sprinting. Phillips <laughs> is
5: no longer alone together. No.
1: <laughs> Yes, welcome he to. He doesn't his.
7: know what that means.
1: What? <laughs> is, you ha- you're apparently also appearing at the Edinburgh Fringe right at this moment.
4: In a, yeah, a self-titled show, Phil, Al- Phil Ellis alone together. I mean, I, that's
6: very on-brand for me. But <laughs> there I, I have to say there must be another, there must be another <laughs> Phil Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> right, Return,
1: returning to our interview. <laughs> Sorry there, Chris. Uh, right, so. Many activities on all free as well.
3: Yeah, so it's all free. Uh, it's most of it will take place on a ground floor in our quite large atrium, and mm-hmm. uh, so it'll include uh, dropping video gaming, which is around a comic book yes. game from lovely Joypads.
1: Yeah, lovely guys from Joypads. Yep. They're doing quite a great long.
3: company. They do. Uh, yeah. um, they've got a, these really cool sort of purpose-built video game units. So mm-hmm. it'll be a mixture of. Uh, comic book themed Minecraft and, uh, yeah. and some uh, superhero related titles. Mm-hmm. Um, we hopefully will be setting up a, a large uh, reclining gaming station, so we've got an enormous mm-hmm. sort of 40-foot projection screen, so uh, beanbags and uh, leaning back and, and gaming on that should be quite fun. Um, we've also got uh, infamous community arts coming in uh, with a range of artists to do some, uh, some arts workshops, um, build yeah. your own lightsaber, superhero masks. Um, some, some photography posing like a flying superhero yeah, they've say they got the so
1: big green screen up haven't they so exactly it's yeah the so crazy. the green screen
7: I know
4: it's aimed at kids but I'm doing
7: it <laughs> it's oh it's no it's aimed at all ages it's, it's children
1: <laughs> of all ages yeah
7: and I shall be building my own lightsaber will <laughs> 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 you be Sith
1: or Jedi that's that's a tough one. one oh you're going to go grey Jedi
7: Mm, decisions. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, you've also got Nostalgia and Comics also having a quick. Yes, yeah, so Nostalgia shop, and thing.
3: Comics were coming along and uh, um, running a sort of pop-up comic book shop, which is yep. great because obviously that's central to the theme. Yes, um, and they're great guys, and we want to get people sort of uh, reading uh, in all kinds of forms. Really. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, if, if people are struggling to read comic books, is a very, very accessible form. It's great, it's punchy, you've got pictures to go along with the words and I think it's a brilliant way they're trying to inspire I think they're looking to
3: bring some uh, some all-age books as well, obviously, with the family audience being quite relevant to that Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, something we chat about a lot on this station is comics are for everyone and not just for
3: Christmas Christmas. No, Christmas no. It's a medium, job. isn't it? So yes. you can do all kinds of things with a medium, yeah. you know, whether for, for adults or for kids. So yeah.
1: I yeah, I mean you got small press day, which highlights which we spoke about a few weeks ago, which yeah. highlights a lot of uh, small indie publishers telling mm-hmm. stories that you wouldn't normally hear. Um I believe you also got some street food on as well. Yeah, so
3: um cool. uh Birmingham's becoming quite well known for that obviously. Mm-hmm. We've got three quite popular local traders, so uh platinum pancakes coming along. Um, mm. Great. Uh, Jabberwock, you do sort of toasties and uh, a street food trader called Mr. V that does a range of sort of gourmet burgers. Yeah. So a nice uh, range of choice, I think. Sold. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so there's plenty to eat there as well during the day. Um, it sounds really good. So explain about the big greet and the incentive behind it. I know it's Try and get literacy in there. I mean, yeah, you've um, got a lot of schools partnered up to paint the benches.
3: Yeah, so the the big read is um, run by sort of Wild in Art uh, mm-hmm. with a couple of charities, uh, particularly Birmingham Children's Hospital. Yeah, um, and this uh, is a, a sort of education's focus program, and and it sort of combines public engagement with with public art as well as a schools engagement. Yeah, and uh, that gets uh, sort of 175 schools in this case yeah. decorating their own book bench. It's a, it's a, be- a bench shaped yeah. in <laughs> shaped like a book, yeah. um, which you can engage in by. Obviously, by sitting on, mm-hmm. um, and those are decorated with a range of different kind of themes based on literary sources. Yeah. So it might be that it's covered in different literary characters, or it's mm-hmm. uh, sort of based around the theme of one particular book. Yeah. Um, we've worked with a local artist called uh, Milan uh, Topolovich, mm-hmm. who's a who's um, great illustrator, and we worked with Nicholls Eat Academy to, yeah. to to bring them to Think Tank, use the ni- the, uh, the ichthyosaur skeleton in, in Think Tank as a oh, awesome. as a, an inspiration to create a range of beasts, and the, those mm-hmm. are the ones that adorn on our book bench. So. Yeah. So no. it's, a, it's a really uh, interesting project. It gives people a chance to to frame their activity during the summer. So loads yeah. of different venues and public spaces have been uh, involved.
1: Yeah, and it's also in aid of charity at the same time. Isn't exactly. It? Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, Birmingham I think Children's but Hospital will yeah.
3: be um, uh, on on site, uh, raising awareness for the their charity, uh, mm-hmm. their charitable objectives, but as um, but obviously they're on site Kind
1: of joining in With the activities on the day Yeah so that's really cool I mean Birmingham Children's Hospital Brilliant local charity Brilliant way to engage And inform people I think last year They sold off All the big hoot elves As part of it so. Yeah so
3: they came to Millennium Point For the farewell weekend yep. In Eastside Park um, And then they uh, They had a really Successful auction Inside Think Tank Where mm-hmm. you know we had a owls which were decorated from everything from sort of Doctor Who to yeah. sort of the owl and the pussy cat. So um, those were kind of really popular and raised a lot yeah. of money. I think it was around three hundred and fifty thousand for wow. for the children's hospital. So yeah, a really successful really cool. project. Um, and uh, they're due to launch uh, another similar project next year as
1: well. Yeah, I think that's the big sleuth isn't it? That's the one, yeah. Some bears yeah. that are yes. going on there. So if you're not aware, sleuth is the actual full name for a group of bears. It's not just Yeah. That's Angry something that everyone's going to
3: now have as an interesting fact across the whole city, I suppose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Phil, as our literary expert on the station, big read, big fan.
6: Huge fan. I think anything that um, encourages uh, people to get into reading is is fantastic. I think sort of combining it, you know, pairing it up with a, a community art project and charity is just yeah. I can't can't get enough of it. Nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. So, third of September.
3: Yeah, Saturday, third of September, uh, ten o'clock till four. Mm-hmm. Um, another benefit, obviously, is that uh, Think Tank have uh, a promotion over that period, which is kids go free. Wow! So, um, why so, not make a whole day? Yeah, day, I suppose that's that's the,
1: yes. uh, the message. That's gonna be really cool. I mean, as I said, you've got these Dunia comic book street arts. You have got the Joypads game stations, which guy seriously enjoyed when I was at the comics festival a few months back.
0: Oh, well, that
5: was great. You know, it was. Um, but I forget how like how hard arcade games are. You know, they're just. Yeah. Like repetitive challenges, so I I, I won't go because I'll just throw throw controllers
8: around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no no throwing controllers. Breaking the water. I think that's
1: the rule yeah we were playing tmnt which is probably the hardest game of all the time on the list. <laughs> but it's a brilliant way of doing it uh as i mentioned uh nostalgia comics big friend of the station we'll definitely be doing and um, perusing the articles there um and got street food got the big green book bench so yeah we've also got um uh, andy
3: doodles baker who's coming along to do uh, caricatures Ooh. as well so he has a kind of superhero alter ego called super doodle um so <laughs> you can uh, <laughs> yes. pop along and have your caricature done in a, in a yeah. superhero costume
1: theme so that's yeah. really cool another bunch of geeks are going to be there as well aren't they
4: I hear rumour that there's going to be some idiots there yeah, yeah some idiots <laughs> being <laughs> given a
1: bench somewhere in the corner Are <laughs> think yeah, you know, idiots being it. left
2: out of the asylum <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes not suicide
2: sinister squad asylum no <laughs> can, can we make sure we get some of the super doodles done please
4: yes please. Well, I think we need a team super doodle done yes, yes
2: 100% 100% because I think we could use that for a website and stuff as well that would be quality yeah it's your purpose <laughs>
1: yeah so um we will be in attendance for the day as well so you'll probably see me george guy's going to be disappearing away doing some superhero duties unfortunately
5: no i'm just going on all that <laughs> <laughs> <Never mind.
1: laughs> so you'll see some of us geeks wandering around i'm
5: sure phil will get there as well <laughs> all <laughs>
1: so please come and say hello to us while we'll be there um looks like it's been an absolute fantastic day we really can't wait and yeah we're and, really looking forward to it yeah. yeah and we're really looking forward to learning more about The Big Read while we're there and probably get some more interviews and have a quick chat while we're around.
3: yeah lots of interesting people there on,
5: on the day
1: mm-hmm. thank you very much thank you for coming in Chris thank you Hello, <laughs> right so time for a bit of news stories going on we've scoured the internet and found the most random of news stories that are re- around at the moment uh, chris is staying in the studio to join us hello chris hello again yeah so we're going to be talking about some of the oddest things that we've ever seen in the world of news first one derailed train car hits bar named derailed in iowa
6: are we sure this isn't just a PR stunt?
1: Yes.
4: <laughs> that would be genius, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. It's,
6: uh, just the serendipity in... Well, as, as the, the bar owner... Uh, oh, no, sorry, as the police officer said in attendance, it's yeah. not every day you get to say that. Yeah. Um, I mean... It's, it's, I'm, I'm assuming that the bar was pretty close to a train track, which is why yes. it was called derailed on yeah. the So um, it was,
1: like, right next door to the train track.
6: I... well... Well, I suppose if, that, if that's the case, then, you know, it was, it was only a matter of time. Yeah. Tempting fate, calling your boss something
1: that, maybe. Yeah. So, Police Chief Hugh Anderson says the accident recorded around 4am Tuesday morning as crews moved rail cars and changed connections in Charles City in Iowa. Uh, it says it appears the track separated and the grain car tipped 45 degrees into the back of the bar. So, one way to get your shipment of grain alcohol in the building. Oops. <laughs> yes.
7: Irony, not just something Phil Ellis uses on his shirt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so. Right, next that news is story. a
7: well ironed shirt.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for noticing everybody.
1: No. bothered to notice i, I, I made the I effort check.
6: considering I showed up late. <laughs> it's because he was too busy ironing, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, so next news story Tokyo's latest government wants to convert the city into anime land. There's going to be a few animaniacs in the world who'll be enjoying this.
4: I'm so confused. How would that be a thing? I, I, How I, would I, that even work?
6: Yeah, I have I have questions too. It's uh, I mean, she doesn't really well. All this this news story here doesn't exactly outline what that no. would entail. No. I mean, would it ha- mean turning the entire city of Tokyo into a, an anime theme park or? But isn't that japan anywhere
7: well i mean pretty much
6: yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean
1: akihabara is pretty much anime land uh, anywhere. i
6: mean harajuku and Shibuya are, are crazy enough yeah i think you know it's sort of you do feel like you're you're on something when you're walking around there i'm not sure that yeah it, uh, upping the anime quotient mm-hmm. there would um, would be would be a good
1: thing yeah and chris your thoughts on this
6: well it seems like
3: a bit of an ambitious project so maybe yeah. they're maybe they're looking to sort of project instead of like constructing a whole new Two dimensional city. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It seems a bit strange, but um, quite ambitious, and I reckon yeah. probably quite a good tourist trap as well. Maybe it'd be <laughs> an
6: augmented reality thing like Pokemon Go, where you, uh, you 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 know, you, you catch anime characters while wandering around. Travel through the, sit- yeah, travel the city, and, and yeah. you know the city in your phone is this sort of anime uh, anime landscape. Maybe okay. that's yeah. what you have
4: to mind. Governor of Tokyo, Phil is uh, on hand to yeah. uh, <laughs> to advise on how you can yes. go about this and how to market it. I think. an <laughs> <laughs> yeah, augmented reality chain. The yeah. 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 What's the point,
8: now?
1: well anime is a big thing over there unfortunately well fortunately for anime fans unfortunately for anybody who's not a particular anime fan
6: i think maybe she just wants to you know draw the tourism revenue from something other than the love hotels yeah (laughs) (laughs) right
1: next news story this this is phil's personal favorite already i am just delighted by this i'm letting you introduce (laughs) this one phil
6: I just want to be treated like everyone else, says the Blackburn vampire who sleeps in a coffin and drinks blood. <laughs> this, I mean, <laughs> folks at home, aren't you glad that you've tuned into the Geeky British This is just... <laughs> a, That's the most
2: a, extreme equal rights movement I've ever heard. I, I
6: mean, yeah, you know, hashtag vampire lives matter. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> uh, blood is blood. I, I, um, yes. I, I just... darkness vlad tepez yes great name name. i I mean you know uh, if you're going to call your baby that then i suppose you have to expect this to happen (laughs) but um he he says he first became attracted to the vampire lifestyle as a teenager as part of his beliefs he sleeps in a custom made to measure coffin and uh and has a strict balanced diet which steers away from fatty foods and he drinks cows and pigs blood as well as a human blood substitute um he said, my life was always a secret until so I came out two years ago. So he came out of the coffin two years ago. <laughs> and, uh, and he's, now living openly as, uh, I would imagine, perhaps the first... You know, Blackburn out, vampire. Yeah. Out Blackburn vampire. Yeah. Uh, how how so do you think
2: he outed himself? Do you think he
6: had, like, a T-shirt with I Heart Blood on? Yeah, I think maybe, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, Um, I... <laughs> yeah. I want to meet this man. I have yeah. so many questions. Um, I think my
1: favourite th- quote from this entire article is, Garlic doesn't affect me, and I can happily walk, walk around in the sunlight. Is
6: that because vampires aren't real? Possibly. Mr. Teppers? Yes. I mean, like, um, he's
2: quick on, hasn't he?
5: Yes. Imagine, like, being next to this guy at work and like you're sat there with your sandwiches, you know And all of a sudden this guy pulls out a pint of blood next to you, right? seriously I mean do
6: we think that he wears on? a black cape as well? Yes I really. You'd have to really I I mean, If you're going to do, do it, commit You've got to gotta, yeah. gotta go exactly. for the crushed you 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 <laughs> drinking yeah. your pig's blood? Um, There's no such thing as my, my point. smart casual it is it? <laughs> no, well, um, I'm no just,
2: <laughs> I'm just imagining being sat next to a guy who just looks like the Count my, my, <laughs>
7: Pills broken. Um, yeah. No,
6: I'm sorry. I've just, I've just read the bit where he says that he's, um, he's, he has a, he's pretty high up in the East Lancashire Coven of vampires who call themselves Underworld. Yes. Um, born sticky. Um, I thought that was the underwear
1: <laughs> factory in Coronation Street.
6: It is. It is. <laughs> it's, it's also a, a you know, yeah. franchise of ever decreasing re- returns with the yes. second sale. Um. I just being a vampire is difficult and of course there are struggles in everyday life he says um but i'm happy to stand by my choice so it is a choice yes he wasn't born a vampire he chose to be a vampire yes draw parallels you want um but i just i i you know i say best of luck to him
5: Mm -hmm. i want to throw this out to the cosplayers is this just like extreme cosplay No. it could
4: be it may be I mean I'm no, sure there are probably. certain people who get a little too attached <laughs> to certain cosplay, characters yes. perhaps but, but,
7: but there's method cosplay and then there's this yeah
4: I don't think, think that that's this is the case for too far There's a, my favourite quote I think from this is the uh, where he states that to be a vampire is to believe that I have a living body but a dead soul but so, I think there's a lot of preconceptions about being a vampire from films an and office. books like Twilight or Dracula <laughs> which I agree <laughs> it does sound like working in an office really and I'm not sure how well how there can there be preconceptions from Dracula, which was kind of one of the preeminent, that is the, the vampire, vampire story. story yeah.
6: There's no preconception when that originates the idea. Um, no. Chris, are I'm you going sure to <laughs> Chris,
1: are you gonna be swapping to the vampire life?
3: Uh, no, it doesn't look particularly enticing, does it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, pig's blood. No. Also, no.
6: staying away from fatty foods. I mean, surely,
1: the fun there? Surely that's <laughs> just black pudding. Black pudding, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what,
6: what's
2: blood substitute? Are we talking ketchup, or what? Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking
1: cherry-aid. Yeah, Ribena. Go, go <laughs> yeah,
2: for the yeah. fall, like. Red that. wine. <laughs> nice uh, bit of
6: iron.
7: I have only one question. Does he say Blur, blah Blah, blah, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently,
6: That's <laughs> offensive.
7: Yes.
5: Apparently, the coffin is a choice option to being a vampire. So, like, they get the choice of having a coffin. And he's like, he does it because he feels right hashtag but, not all vampires but you know <laughs> you've only taken that option because that's what you've read about vampires, right? You know, it's so like you're a
6: self perpetuating stereotype, a poser, if you will. <laughs> Maybe
1: he couldn't get his divan for the door and he had to go for something a little bit thinner, so he went for the coffee Well, model. I
6: suppose, yeah, I mean, it's the issue with being a renter these days, isn't yeah. it? He's only staying <laughs> in a, in a, in a do you studio think, flat. You, you know, it saves space. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do you think there's anything like with them, um, you know, like mods aren't considered real mods unless they've got a Vesper or a Lambretta? Do you think the other vampires must have looked at him before he got the coffee and were like, oh, you're not serious like a, about this, uh, I, I
6: reckon there's a hierarchy of snobbery. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> There's these vampire hipsters who are like, well, unless you've got a coffin and you were into it before it was cool, then you're not a real vampire. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've,
2: I've got a memory coffin. Oh no, no, no. that's not that's not cool, man. That's oh, it does. Yeah. <laughs> okay, on to our next story.
1: Rio Olympics bathroom sign bans fishing in toilets. Um, I mean
6: that's sensible. Yep. What? Mm. Hold on, just repeat.
2: That. That's not even a sentence. What Rio <laughs>
6: <are> Olympics <laughs> bathroom
1: really sign English. bans fishing in toilets. A what? U.S. Olympian competing in the Rio de Janeiro one. F- share this on instagram it was a basketball star elena del Donne. uh she posted a sign outside the olympic village which bans throwing trash in the toilets vomiting in the toilets standing on top of the toilets to squat over the bowl using a fishing rod to catch sea life in the toilets and standing sideways at the urinal
5: so you can't
6: actually but cast your tackle in the toilet. <laughs> uh, I mean the, the worrying thing about this and you know all the stick figures um, on this sign is uh, are these all based on things that people have done or tried to do and that's why they have had to say don't do it. So
1: how bad does the I sea really life have not. to be in Rio that it actually is a common occurrence that sea life will turn up in your toilet I and mean, you enable you to fish? So
6: how well made are the sewers at the Olympic <laughs> Village? I've heard varying reports. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I've just read the last
5: line of this uh, this news story. Because if you look at the picture next to the, obviously this isn't great for radio listeners, but next to the picture of the man, with the fishing this. line toilet, there's a man <laughs> doing a really unusual position next to your rhino and it's, it's like a bathroom lot, gymnastics. It's cocking his leg like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> this this, this, this the Sochi sign also included salmon toilets on fishing toilets, but also included drunk a, an apparent drunk reveling on the floor in the bathroom and urinating in such a way to cause excess splashing. <laughs> Is that why the Olympic pool's gone green?
4: <laughs> this is your yes. sports news yes. from Geeky Brummy, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes.
2: It's it's
1: the only bit of Team GB at the Olympics this
2: week. Yeah. Yeah. What what kind of animals were they catching when they were fishing? Th- like
1: that's what <laughs> I want to know. Is it is it like a full like on land. Pokemon magic yeah. Magikarp Yeah, yeah magic yeah. <laughs> Sharks. Were vampires in there. Yes.
2: vampires trying to sleep in there. or yeah.
6: something?
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's it's it's. An interesting way to advertise. I mean, I mean you know how, how bad's the
6: catering at the village that they're taking to <laughs> fishing in the news?
1: <laughs> you wouldn't see a sign like this at the millennium point, would you, Chris?
6: No, but
3: to be honest, working in events, you learn that you can never be too prescriptive with people's yeah. behaviour. So. <laughs> That's
4: true. I, I, yeah, I've worked in events, and it is astonishing, the weird and wonderful things that the general public get up to maybe sometimes. Maybe you should yeah. take a copy yeah. of this away,
2: yeah. Yeah. just so you can display you this for yeah. future events. <laughs> yeah,
5: exactly, you didn't um, say no. I
7: couldn't fish in the toilets. <laughs>
5: yeah. <laughs> If you look as well, picture number one, where the person's putting some rubbish in the bin, they seem to be stuck in limbo between the toilet bowl and the bin because that bin has not been placed in a good location. So now they're stuck forever well, between a bin and a toilet bowl. Was <laughs> this
1: sign just for the basketball players to play don't dribble or dunk whilst you're on the loo? Oh, it's a fairly budget yeah. basketball court. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. on the floor <laughs> <laughs> for a start.
7: Yeah, so the last thing you want is dribbling on the toilet. Oh. <laughs> oh. Right.
1: Any- anyway. Next anyway, news yeah. story. Yeah. Moving, yeah. Moving, ah, moving, moving on. swiftly. moving on. Um, tragic Kingdom guy, you found this one. I think it's your favourite story of all time that you found. Oh, this is incredible. <laughs> Police called to Children's Fun Day Disgrace as furious parents rage over attractions featuring a castle box made of old Chris boxes. <laughs> I think it
4: looks awesome. I, uh, I have vague recollections of this crisp Box a castle. I remember when uh, my restaurant was moving house when we were about seven or eight, we made a castle look very much like this out of yeah. the boxes that uh, that they were moving house in. I'm now really sad that we did not charge an entry fee to other children in the neighbourhood. Yeah. We could have made it. Like It was great fun. We had a lovely day building a castle out of boxes. Yeah.
1: I mean, £14 pound entry is.
4: Touch Yeah, I, I wish I'd known that I could have charged that at the time. Yeah. I regret this immensely.
5: I mean if you like if you dig out this picture of the, the castle, cardboard box castle online, we'll there's like it. a little entrance and kids basically just have to crawl around a tunnel of cardboard boxes with some like moat based on top, it's
6: How long does it take to complete, you know, to to get from sort of all the way around? I'm
5: thinking probably about twenty five <laughs> seconds. <laughs>
6: Um, I mean, yeah, the pictures, there was potential here, they, they <laughs> could have gone so big with this yeah. um, and, and the picture actually I feel let down because if they wanted to, you know, really make a, a, a castle out of cardboard boxes, then make a castle
1: out I mean, of cardboard boxes. It's one layer. They haven't
5: even got a higher I want one turrets. layer of box.
6: Yeah. I want it to look like <laughs> the Disney castle at the start of the film. <laughs>
5: Brian, you can't go one layer higher because you would climb up onto the next level, you're just going to fall through to the bottom level. Just the <laughs> a- <laughs> children
4: <laughs> underneath.
1: But you could just attach some turrets on, like Phil said. It's it's, it's the ha- it's the half-hearted
7: paint job that gets me. Where it's just like the random splash of colour every yeah yeah. Bit every yeah. So often. <laughs> yes.
6: I'm seeing some sort of uh, paint handprints as well. Yeah. It's nice. I Maybe think C
1: minus. It. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I feel like those surely people should have learned. I mean, if this is run by the same gentleman who did the uh, the frozen themed event a couple of years ago. That, I, if I remember correctly, involved an um, attraction that was a paddling pool with some foam in, which you yeah, was yes, supposed to build a snowman with,
1: yeah. and a polystyrene castle. That one. So that even had yeah. a better budget on castle nice. building materials. But it's. I, I would have been slightly disappointed if I'd paid for paid fourteen pounds and that was my main entertainment for the day.
4: Yeah, you can definitely just just build run yourself at home guys don't don't bother with the entrance fee get like a box sit in it like a cat be like, fine
5: I like the quote that says the event was a complete and utter disgrace it was basically a school fate the only thing that was pretty the, uh, the only free thing was pretty much some cardboard boxes and paint it had a very small circus a man by a very rude girl who sat on her phone the entire time <laughs> <laughs> can't
8: That's get the spell the experience, <laughs> girl,
6: though.
1: yeah I mean it is pretty much the opposite of what event planning and management is there, Chris. Your thoughts on this?
3: Um, yeah, I think I better cancel our cardboard castle, <laughs> <else>. <laughs> just just discreetly.
1: Yeah, right. So our <coughs> final story, which is from the Birmingham Mail, our local mag paper, which is about the certain park fun run that didn't happen, which I've, n- which was titled Comic Con. So this was a five k. <laughs> <laughs> This was a five k fun run last week in Certain Park, which we didn't mention on Geeky Goings On for uh, particular reasons, which was it didn't actually exist. It Didn't exist. No. So um, dodgy ball at that. Yeah. The race was supposed to start at eleven a.m. in Certain Park on Sunday, August the seventh, and it seems to be organised by the Invisible Man. So participants turned up at the park ninety minutes before the start in time. In costume, I presume. In costume. Yep. Of course yeah, in costume before the start, and. Nobody was there. They turned up to a vanished event. <laughs> I don't I understand how people like it.
7: this can sleep at night.
1: No, I mean, it's kind of £23.50 for a ticket plus pound seventy-eight booking fee.
4: What confuses me most, though, is the amount of reports there are of people who've driven a fair distance. Like, this this gentleman who made a 60 mile round trip from Telford. And I kind of think, yeah. there are five K's on in most parks, yeah. most weekends. I mean, Just dress up look, and look, go to the one I, near you. I, Why I, you drive I, 60 miles to do, do one in Sutton George. Park? Yeah, there's, there's not much to do in Telford on a Sunday. I no, up. it's <laughs> <sorry>. true.
6: <laughs> I can understand this man's disappointment.
5: This, he was truly angry, apparently. But,
1: yeah, but Eventbrite stepped in, they have refunded the money, which is very good of them, considering it's not their event.
6: So do we know who organized no. this?
4: No. No. It, well, it was
6: on just Facebook. just a, a, a rather large-scale troll. Well, it there's a website
1: for it, which apparently has more information coming soon. They have a Facebook page, and you bought tickets through Eventbrite, which is a very well-known event.
7: Person. I'm booking tickets for the next event now. I've got <laughs> <I've> to <got> <laughs> say, I like some of the, like, I mean, the
5: article's not the greatest written in the world. I like this particular part of it, and the way this is written. I'm not going to name the person. Um, this individual dressed as Batgirl added, "I am reporting this matter to the police." <laughs> what a great quote! So if you
6: want to go out during the day dressed as Batgirl, that's on, that's on your head. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, yeah. what <laughs> kind um, of vigilante reports I, is I mean, the police? I mean, I just think you know what? If a load of people show showed up yourself? in some lot of yeah. people showed up in certain Park wearing costumes and
4: the event wasn't happening, they could have just, you know, had some fun on their own. They <laughs> could have gone just, to the just. I also feel like a five k doesn't really need an organizer for such. if, you, if there's wait, yeah. it sounds like quite a lot of people turned up in costumes, so just run around the park in costume yeah. together.
1: I mean, run five k around the park. Just <laughs> download like a running app and just Sorted. track it. Yeah, I mean, I I understand the the charging is probably the yes, worst part about the not article. Cool. I mean, the family of four for ninety pounds to run around is frankly ridiculous yeah
7: that's a
6: lot of money yeah i mean i i wouldn't even run when it's free so no <laughs> no. <laughs> no
1: chris will you be running around next couple of weeks well i, I do like to run but yeah. <laughs> yeah. that
5: might
8: be
3: the best yeah. question around. Running. A yeah. Just, yeah. just in general yeah. just in general i like to run yeah, yeah. I, I think they should have owned this and just maybe next year just all meet up on the same day yeah. You know, oh, actually make it nice. turn, turn into an event. Yeah. Yeah, just make real, right? it, yeah, it official. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Let's come in right now. There is, is a really place. nice Easter park. Really
1: yeah, geek out is on 3rd of September. There's a really nice park nearby. You could have your 5k fun run and come in. Yeah, you can jog it. two two and a half k there yeah. and
3: two and a half k back.
5: back. There you go. Another flaw with this event, right? If you're going to go for a run. You don't want to be dressed up as a superhero. Man. You're going to get sweaty. I've
4: often said this yeah. actually. Like, uh, you know, speaking as a cosplayer, who spends a fair amount of time in superhero outfits, they're not the most practical for any actual activity. They're no. hot. You've got stupid <laughs> shoes on. You can't. Yeah, you've got capes to trip over. Yeah. But,
1: like, I mean, yeah. imagine yeah. running behind the guy with the massive cape. I mean, all you're going to do is get fabric flapped in your face for the entire thing. Yeah. Well, that might cool
5: you down though.
4: Yeah. True. Yeah. I mean, the matter cosplayers know can't see anything out of their costumes. This sounds yeah. like a recipe for disaster to me.
7: Yes. Yeah, speaking as someone who. Spends most time in costume involving motorcycle boots and lots of layers of pleather. Yeah.
6: Yeah, that'd not i just, well. no. That's just the heat
0: streak
6: waiting to happen,
7: isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yes, and that's without the running. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> right, so that is our roundup of Hello News, which guy you name this one?
5: Well, I just shouted news <laughs> you know, across the room when I was recording yeah. the microphone, so. Yeah.
1: So it is. Yeah, so. We'll revisit the feature again in the future when there's enough weird stuff going on around
4: the world. Hi, this is Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th century, and you're listening to Brum Radio.
0: Right, so we're joined now by the wonders of telephone uh, with uh, Shane Chebsey from ICE. Hello, Shane. Hello, how are you? Very well, thank you. Um, first off, the big question, what exactly is ICE?
9: Okay, well, it's a one-day convention, um, and it concentrates 100% on comics. So it's not um, you know like a lot of the big events that you get out there that are you know multimedia events with film stars and TV stars and all that sort of thing this event is 100% all about comics so we've got creators in we've got publishers retailers every single aspect of the industry is represented and uh, and we have a full program of events going on all all day, Um, so it really is like an old school comic convention if you like, sort of in the vein of UCAC but for a a more modern audience.
0: So it definitely sets itself apart from the likes of the MCM Comic Cons and stuff like that?
9: Without a doubt, yeah, I mean, uh, we serve a different crowd I guess, uh, to a certain extent. I mean, MCMs serve a really wide audience because they they, they cast a broad net, you know. but what we do, we concentrate on comics fans and on, on people who are also curious about comics. I think it's quite an accessible event. You can just come along with the kids and just look around. You know, it's not, it's, it's not um, an unfriendly event for, for people who've, who've not previously been to
0: conventions. You know, we like to think we're
9: quite welcoming.
0: So, um, what can people expect when they attend ICE?
9: Well, you know, quite a lot, actually. <laughs> for a start, we've got 50 guests. Um, top guests as well Um, and we've got a full programme two full programmes of events Uh, one of them is hosted by Geek Syndicate um, and then the other one has got various hosts that we pick out from the guest list Um, there's interviews uh, there's signings there's panels uh, we've got um, lots of dealers, so you get bargains, um, lots of publishers. We've also got a really good presence of, from the small press as well, um, as well as big publishers like them. We've got Dark Horse again this year, Diamond will be there, um, and um, CBCS as well, um, playing a major role in the event this year, um, a very major role.
0: You've got a lot of guests attending this year, so who can people expect to meet at ICE this year?
9: So, yeah, we, I mean, we've got The Walking Dead Charlie Adlard, we've got Geordie um, Belair, uh, Marguerite Bennett, um, Lawrence Campbell, who's recently been doing stuff on DPRD, amazing work on there, um, Ian Churchill, um, Andy Diggle, uh, the writer, um, Gary Erskine, uh, Duncan Figrado, who's done stuff on Hellboy. Um, Simon Furman is actually uh, doing something really cool. Uh, him and, um, and, and uh, his uh, creative partner um, Jess are going to be doing um, a new title, and they're going to be launching that um, at Ice. And the, I mean, the list really just just go on. Uh, Peter Milligan, Robbie Morrison, then Oliver, Sean Phillips, the legendary Karl Potts You're joining us from the States. That's going to be, um, and he's going to be doing some classes for us as well. That's going to be really cool. Um, Joe Pruitt from uh, um, AfterShock, as well the new American publisher. Um, they're going to have a present. It, it, it's really great guest list, you know, for, all from overseas, the UK, as well. You know, from, from everywhere really.
0: ICE is only part of what you're involved in, um, because that's happening on the, on the Saturday. But uh, you've right. also got another event on the Sunday, uh, which is called Comics Uncovered. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that and how that differs from the the main ICE event.
9: Well, Comics Uncovered is quite a unique event. It's not a convention; it's a conference. Uh, It does happen right after ICE, and what it is, it it concentrates 100% on the creative side of comics. So you've got ICE, which is your your traditional convention. Um, All conventions I've been to, and all conventions I did in the past, were always um, there was always an element of you know portfolio reviews and workshops and things like that. And I just thought what a great idea it would be to have an event totally devoted to that side of things. So when you come to Comics Uncovered, um, you're going to be exposed to a totally different thing to what you'd normally be used to. Um, we've got workshops, we've got master classes, uh, there are one-to-one portfolio reviews, there's a networking party. It really is all about um, finding out more about the creative process. And so it's attractive to fans as well, but really more so for those who are genuinely interested in finding a career in comics um, because we've got uh, publishers involved as well I mean Dark Horse are going to be there we've got an editor, um, Philip Simon and uh, Jim Chadwick from DC Comics is going to be there as well so we've got a really good presence from, from America as, and I think Titan are going to be giving portfolio reviews as well and some of the guys doing talks I mean these are the best guys in the business, you know, these are the guys who are doing it for themselves, some of the best professionals, you know, some of the most respected professionals. As I mentioned earlier, we've got Carl Potts um, doing uh, a class. Um, Declan Shalvey this year is doing a, a great uh, class on um, storytelling. That's going to be great. And we've got a great inking class as well from Cam Smith. You know, so the best people in the business are basically passing on their knowledge to, to people who, 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 come, who want to come and learn. It's, it's a unique opportunity, it
0: really is. So it's, it's the perfect thing for those people that, that are out there that are, that are writers, uh, and artists who are looking for the, the opportunity to find out how to best present their work, get involved, learn from professionals about how they can actually break into the industry.
9: Yeah, definitely. I mean, as well as the nuts and bolts, you know, the actual, you know, how to draw or how to, you know, the tips on writing, we've got writers' workshops as well, um, there's colouring, as well as all the disciplines involved in creating comics, yes, there's advice as well from editors, you know, directly from the people who would be giving you the job, you know, so you you can't get better advice than that, really, Um, if you're serious about working in comics, you know, it's an essential event, you know, it really is, um, because there's just nothing like that that in England uh, at all, you know, it, 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 like I say, gets touched on in lots of conventions, but this is completely devoted to it, and we're now also doing some stuff as well. Um, to help people after the event. We've got some ideas that we're working with some publishers and some artists about mentoring after the event is over. And I think that is really adding another dimension to the whole thing. You're not just coming and having, you know, a workshop and then walking away inspired. You're walking away inspired and then you've also got contacts later on to follow up on that inspiration and actually make sure that you can take it further and you know find the work or, or if you want to publish your own stuff, there's advice for that as well.
0: This is the third year for ICE in Birmingham. Um, it is, yeah. So is, is there any particular reason or is there is there something special about Birmingham that keeps you coming back year after year? Birmingham is a really
9: vibrant uh, city and it's always had this history of the arts and culture and obviously the first comic convention in the UK was held in Birmingham, I believe it was 1968. So it has this, this, this history um, and it's also full of uh, um, comic artists and creators the amount of local talent is, is incredible so it, it, it's, it's almost the perfect choice really for an event like this and I just love the city I've always loved Grum you know uh, from a very young age and it's just it's just the best place for me to do a show
0: fantastic so you've, you've got a history with events like this you, you, you've been involved yeah. in Bix in previous years which was another That's great right, event yeah. and the ice the events that I've been to over the past few years have been fantastic as well um, what, what do you get out of, of hosting all of these events
9: It's a sense of satisfaction, really, Um, especially with Comics Uncovered, you know. I mean, I love putting on a good event Um, just to see the happy faces, you know, when you see uh, somebody meeting their eyeball or you see that somebody's just got some work, you know, uh, helping people achieve their dreams, um, helping kids, you know, meet people they thought they'd never meet or be inspired. Every time, you know, you see that happen, Every time you see uh, somebody's face light up when they meet somebody or they find this bargain that they've been after for years, you know, this, this comic that they've never been able to find, but whatever it is, um, those moments, they just stay with you, they really do. And, uh, that, you know, it's, it's, all, it's so satisfying uh, to see that um, and to experience that with the fans and with the creators. And for me, it's really important what, some of the work that we do as well. Uh, because there are no, you know, there are are not many outlets or, or opportunities for comic creators in the UK to sort of find work and to um, have a have have advice and things like that. So to be able to provide that. Um, it gives you a great sense of satisfaction. At the end of the weekend, you know, um, and you feel like you've done a good job, and you, that's that's all the payment you need.
0: We just need to let people know, uh, we're about a month away from it, so if you can just let us know when it's actually happening, where the venue is, and how people find out about the event and where they can get their tickets.
9: Okay, well if you go to our main website, which is uh, smallzone.co.uk, uh, that links you to all of our events. Um, tickets, are only £12 in advance. There is a little booking fee, um, but it's, it still works out a little bit cheaper than, quite a bit cheaper than coming to the door, because on the door it's £15. The venue is at uh, the studio venue, which is on Cannon Street in Birmingham. It's a great venue, it really is. I mean, it's a, it's such an important part. You know, I always say this to people when they ask me about doing events. Uh, you know, what what's important, what do I do, what do I do first? And I said, well, the first thing you do is find a venue before you do anything else, before you speak to any guests. Or anything like that, you have to find the venue, and then you build it around that venue, because it makes such a difference to the quality of your event. And we're really, really looking to have the studio venue because it's it is by far one of the best venues for this kind of kind of event in the country. It's really nicely laid out. The staff are amazing, and it's great. You know, it's, it's got a great atmosphere. The rooms are lovely. It's great. It's five-minute walk from you know New Street Station, if that. You know, and we so we send the judges out onto New Street, which is like. One of the busiest streets in the country, you know, we send the judges and cosplayers out. Because a lot of them are really supportive and help us promote the show, sort of, on the weekend. And they go out with some flyers and some placards, you know, dragging people off the streets into ice, you know. You can see these unsuspecting, you know, couples and families walking in. And they've been, you know, coerced to coming in, you know, by the judges. And it's great because they're, they're, then they, they discover something, you know, they discover it. Um, some new comics or they just go to comics full stop you know. it's always great to see people you know, finding comics for the first time finding the potential of the medium for the first time
0: so the main <laughs> ICE event itself is on the 10th of September that's right 10th and of September yeah. Comics Uncovered is oh, on the day following 10th. which is the 11th of September that's right yeah is. brilliant and people can find out all the details we'll tweet out the links and the twitter ids and everything for, for ice and hopefully we'll we'll get down there ourselves on, on the 10th to hopefully do, get a few interviews with some of the amazing creators that you've got coming down there for the day that'd be great uh, which yeah. is fantastic you welcome uh, an absolute pleasure to speak to you, Shane. Thank you very much. And you and, um, as well, yeah. Thank you once psychic. again. But <laughs> yeah, thank you, and for, hot, for hosting such a brilliant event in in Birmingham. It's it's great for great for the city, great for the industry, great for comics, great for fans, great for potential creators. Uh, so it's a, a, an amazing time to be a, a geek and a creative and, and into comics at the moment. So it's, it's oh, fantastic. without a doubt. Yeah.
9: yeah, without a doubt.
0: Well it's a pleasure like I said to, to speak to you and uh, hopefully we'll get plenty of people down to that event for, uh, in September Sean. so thank you once again Brilliant. for joining us on on uh, the Geeky Brummy Show
9: thank you very much for having me
1: <laughs> thank you thank you for everybody to come in thank you for Chris for joining us this week thank you to Phil George Dave Guy and Sean You're thank so you, welcome. Thank
3: thank,
5: thank you. Thank
3: always you. a pleasure Thanks,
1: always a pleasure and Cheers. see you next week bye 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 bye
4: Hi, this is Erin Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th century and you're listening to Brum Radio <laughs> Good afternoon, welcome to the Geek Brum Show here on Brum Radio. This week without Ryan Parrish, as you may have noticed, he's in part with me, George Elsmere. Ryan is recovering from a chest infection. But fear not, I'm not alone in keeping the Geek Brummer ship afloat this week. Here with me we've got producer Guy. Hi Guy.
5: How are you doing? I'm fairly certain we might get sued for using that.
4: Excellent. <laughs> 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 Master of Tales, Phil Ellis, is in the studio. Hello, Hello, Pearl. hello, hello. And we've also got the other half of Safe Harbour Cosplay, Dave. Hello. And King of Pound Shop Cosplay himself, Sam is here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Guy, what is our opening theme this week?
5: This is, obviously, this is our Disney-themed show. So as you've <laughs> taken over from Ryan this week, well, I gave you the Disney intro to the film, but your backing music is The Sorcerer's Apprentice.
4: Ah, I like it, I ah. see what you did there, that's very clever. <laughs> As Guy said, we are talking Disney this week, so the desk is actually being operated by a selection of singing mice and not Guy this week.
5: <laughs> How do you feel about that? would be well useful to I think audience. so, <laughs> that would be awesome, wouldn't
4: it? <laughs> we are talking all things Disney, uh, mostly on the live action side of things, so stay with us for that one. I've only recently seen The Lion King.
5: What? what?
7: What is wrong with you? That's not
5: acceptable d- behaviour. Did you not
6: have a childhood? Yeah. What? what I, I, you, please, like, backtrack and explain your life. I actually feel sad like, for what you. Happened, <laughs> yeah. What happened to lead you to, you know, not not seeing The Lion King until, you know, you're an adult? I was just obviously too cool for it. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing cooler than The Lion King. I think you need to sort yourself out. You need to have a look <laughs> <laughs> at yourself. Have you, you call yourself?
4: yourself a geek. <laughs> <laughs> This is Nicole DeBoer from Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Brum Radio. I think Disney is having a bit of a resurgence at the moment, particularly with a lot of the live-action remakes that are going on. There's been a lot already this year, and there's a lot more in the works. And one of the ones that's being talked about the most is The Jungle Book, which has had, I think, two film versions this year already?
7: Something like that, yeah.
4: So there's an actual kind of proper Kipling-type version, and Disney are now doing their own, uh, which is uh, coming out. Soon, if not, it's already out. Which has got I Bill Murray, it I just Elba, ben, K- ben Kingsley, a lot of people in. I think that came out a few months it's, ago. Yeah, it was yeah. A while it's, while
8: it it's the other one. I think that's the other one. do not know I get
4: so Yeah, the fact that there's two this year is very confusing. I, I, well,
6: yeah. I, I was only aware of the uh, of the the Disney one with uh, was I think it's Scarlett Johansson as yeah, Car. yeah. 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 Um, but uh, it's that's that got um, rave rave reviews, and I, I was sort of. Dubious with you know all of the you know um, sort of computer generated uh, animals and uh, and everything, but it, it looked f- even just from, I, I haven't seen it, but from the ads it looks stunning and it looks like they've kind of captured the uh, the, the the spirit of the original.
4: Yeah, it felt to me like a better step between the original kind of cartoony cutesy and the Kipling's slightly darker story, it's sort of somewhere more in the middle, I feel like this, this film version is.
8: It, it was fantastic. Um, it was probably my favourite film of the year so far, I think. Um, ah, high and praise. The, the cast as well, uh, I think, deserves a mention because. Uh, Christopher Walken is King Louis in particular. uh, was genius. Uh, that
4: is genius. Oh, I didn't know wow. that was him. And that is amazing.
5: Yeah. I'm just going to add in Sickly bum. Uh, Sickly Brummy has messaged me saying it's Andy Circus who's doing the other versions. Yes. So, uh, oh. uh, of course.
8: Yes. Of course
6: Stop he
4: is. Stop backseat presenting, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's,
8: uh, it's with his. Um, he, he's made like, a particular studio specially for motion capture work, yeah. and I think it's. Uh, one of the first ones that they're putting out. So,
7: uh, if anyone's going to have that sort of studio,
6: it's going to be Andy Circus.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. What do we think about the, these live-action remakes? Is it something that for certain films is needed, or is it something that they should I, leave well alone?
6: I mean, I, I think that with you know, with a lot of our favorite Disney films from the uh, sort of eighties and nineties, and you know, even from the, the from the sixties, I think if you're going to remake them, I mean, they're, you know, they're going to make a lot of money, so I can understand why why Disney wants to do them. But yeah. there is an opportunity to address some of the slightly uh, more worrying aspects of some of them. You know, that if you were to make a, do a straight remake, all of that casual sexism and racism probably isn't going to fly in uh, in 2016. So it's uh, it would be interesting to see with the sort of massive lineup of them coming out over the next year or two, um, what they do to address the kind of, you know, the whole Disney princess as... Uh, as damsel in distress mm. turned housewife by the end of it.
4: Yeah, I think you're definitely right. There is perhaps a, a chance to redress slightly. Yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah, and going back to what you're saying, I think I think you're right in the fact that it works for some stories. Like obviously, there's the upcoming um, Beauty and the Beast. I think that will translate quite well to live action
4: but then jungle book is one i wouldn't have thought of as working as a live action because it's so many animals they yeah get, you call it live action but actually 90 percent of it is yeah. cgi animals done badly even been the terrible. jungle
6: um i i was yes. at, I, I was at a, the, the studio that, that did so much of the cgi work i went to a talk by them um in june this year and mm-hmm. i hadn't even realized it wasn't just the, the the you know the animals and it was something like a hundred thousand different animals they had to generate um individually um, but it also it was so much of the jungle landscape the trees the the water the flowers the 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 fog none of that is real so much of it is just a sound stage. I think it literally
8: was just Mowgli who was
6: yes.
4: like actually. I feel a bit sorry for that actor now. I don't think this poor bloke yeah. stood by himself in a studio somewhere with no sets, no cast, no colleagues, nothing. Somebody
6: like waggling a tennis ball on a stick in front of him react like, yeah. to this. This is a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Do
4: yes, you think he felt a bit silly?
6: Yes, this this other tennis ball is Baloo.
4: Yeah, exactly. I
7: found it strange when I first started watching it, like. It, it,
5: it was really hard to envision it, you know, you're so used to the cartoon version, that like the first 10 minutes it was really hard to adjust to it, this is
6: a live action jungle book, how is this a thing? And there's that sort of familiarity of, I know this story, but it's, this is an unfamiliar version of a very familiar story. Mm. Um, I, I went to see, I think it was last year, the, um, the Cinderella remake, which was just woefully uninspired and uh, they did absolutely nothing new with the story whatsoever. Yeah. Cinderella changed, is it, Cinderella is still an absolute doormat even in you know tw- the 21st century. <laughs> um, the, the, the whole moral of that story was have courage and be kind, but I wanted to reach into the screen and shake Lily James and say have courage and be kind, but grow a backbone, my dear.
4: Yeah, there should be a um, movie about And so, and, and that
6: was yeah. So I just feel like in Beauty and the Beast, you know, that's another one where there's actually it's been criticised as you know basically it's a fairy tale about Stockholm syndrome. Yes. So um, but we were chatting uh, before the show about you know with Emma Watson's involvement, obviously she's very very uh, much. Uh, uh, an active uh, feminist in in the uh, entertainment industry, so it would be it would be nice if there was a a reframing of that story. I yeah. think too
4: having Emma Watson, who is an actress famous for being clever, is a very shrewd move on Disney's part to cast somebody like that as Belle and kind of she is beautiful but yeah. also intelligent. That's yeah. that's quite in, nice. If exactly they can like focus the, on that, that'd yeah, be
7: good. I mean, I think between both points, the fact that she's actually you know willing to do this film and uh, and is quite you know passionate about it. And, I think that speaks volumes for sort of how the tone of the film is going to be it's not going to be that you know sort of stockholm syndrome simpering you know damsel in distress type film it's going to be a strong version of bell well
4: i know that there is at least one person with strong feelings about the next live action remake we're going to talk about which is pete's dragon which is yes. already out too
7: yeah we um, sat and
4: watched the trailer last night um, dave just
7: no <laughs> it's I, I i have very very fond memories of Peter dragon from when I was a kid and you know
4: it's, it is a classic
7: yeah it's it's one of probably my favorite Disney film it's not like I say it's not nowadays it's not one of the ones that you'll see people talking about a lot I mean obviously with this remake it, you know it will reboost the interest but the original I always thought was a masterpiece and just this this remake it just it looks just all kinds of wrong to me
4: they've gone down a very different direction the storyline seems to be entirely different it feels like yeah. they're in a dragon to Tarzan somehow
6: yeah exactly which it's is that, interesting you know, f-
7: the feral child in the wild that's well, not that's not Pete
6: I, I when I saw the trailer for this for the first sort of 30 seconds of it I thought it was a trailer for the Jungle Book because it was this feral little boy running around the woods in his pants yeah. um, and I, I, I thought it was Mowgli um, so yeah it, it's it it's just sort of a bit bizarre really
4: I feels mean, very strange especially as the original film is live action anyway we don't need a live action remake yeah. it's just a CGI instead of a cartoon dragon I
5: mean it's admirable they, they've done it but it, out of the Disney repertoire
4: and all the films they've got it seems like
5: one of the more unusual ones to make because like, yeah. like you say Dave it's not a very popular one no, I remember it I watched yeah. it but it isn't it's not it's I wouldn't not not consider it a classic no I mean let's hope they remake Song of the South <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh no! Oh about that one, I,
8: I, I actually think that that is more of a reason to remake it. That it because it's not a classic there's perhaps fewer people who do consider it as one of the really iconic ones yeah. who um, would get quite upset about it being. Yes, it. and we
7: have one here on Geeky Bromi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: the original um, is very sort of I don't want to say sweet, but it, it is. Yeah, yeah it's got a, nice a nice cosy story. story. Yeah. Oh, what do we think of the the CGI dragon? of Pete. It's, I,
7: Oh, yeah it's it's I, elliot the dragon in the original you know he was you know very sort of bumbling and yeah. cuddly and that sort of thing
4: we will tweet out but a photo of if we can find one of yeah, uh, what yeah i, just, elliot I, looks I like. don't
7: understand the fluffiness
4: Ryan. <laughs> 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 yeah ryan if you could do that that'd be great <laughs> oh, that
6: i thought looked he
4: looked like the lock dragon in the uh, never ending story I it's very was much say on that exactly
6: vibe. the same thing yeah it's like, s- like like dragons aren't furry are they no, is, it, is no. it canon that they are reptilian
4: I think, I think it's canon yeah, usually, and I don't as, remember as, bit, as, as canon as something can yeah. it's not real you know? I remember him being cuddly in the cartoon but I don't yeah. remember him being furry
7: yeah cuddly with tiny wings and rather weird purple hair and yeah. But, yeah but like I say this new one it just I get that they've gone more sort of classic dragon but then they've added fur I think yes.
8: I, I can sort of there's a cynic in me that can kind of picture a big mountain of cuddly dragons in the Disney store, kind of thing that uh, might have.
6: That that's a true, absolutely. Yeah, um, you've got yeah. A very good point there.
7: I'm Merchandising
6: two yeah. point or.
4: I think, particularly with the popularity of characters like Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon, yes. that kind yeah. of cuddly dragon is. Yeah, is Elliot going to end up in a uh, happy
6: meal near you?
4: I think probably. Although well, that's yeah. it.
8: Yes. Toothless is cuddly because of his personality. He's like all the best bits of a cat and a dog kind of thing. It's, yeah. Um, but from I haven't actually seen the Pete's Dragon new film, but. Um, From what I can see from the trailers, I don't. It doesn't come across as having that kind of personality. (laughs) No, no. That that, that was always the things I I always liked about Elliot
7: was that sort of that bumbling, you know, slightly clumsy, and you know, he he was he was just genuinely sweet. Whereas with this one, he just it's a bit too much the other way. I think.
6: Yeah. It does look very uh, generic CGI creature. Lots of effects, and I actually. It's sort of, yeah, is, is it going to end up becoming a generic sort of blockbuster film about, you know, a monster um, that has have like a Disney, you know, brand name attached to it?
5: Do you know what I think this is going to flop? I've seen a billboard poster or two around. I haven't seen any trailers on TV. And you'd think Disney big, big budget film, they put a little yeah. bit more effort in, but it seems like it's going to
7: flop. Yeah, I, I, I do wonder if whether they've realized that it's maybe not the right way to do it. Not the right
4: feel.
6: I mean, do we know who's in it? Are there any big uh, names
4: in it? Robert, uh, Redford? Robert Redford's yeah. in it yeah that's about the only kind of big name I
6: think
4: Bryce Br- Dallas mm. Howard Bryce Dallas Howard I mean yes. she, you bring, you bring her into
6: the franchise once it's already dead don't you so
4: yeah I think you do <laughs> what about ones we are excited for we briefly touched on Beauty and the Beast earlier on in the show so watch the trailer for this one. I,
6: yeah, I, was, I was sort of dreading it because um, I have such fond memories of the original even though I was saying obviously you know sort of looking back on it as a grown up it's not the best message especially for especially for young girls but it is one of my favourite all time Disney stories Um So I wasn't really, I was prepared to kind of, you know, let this pass me by and not see it. But then uh, you guys showed me the teaser trailer for it. And the music (laughs) was just spot on. And and they they seem to have nailed the tone and the atmosphere for the castle. Um, So I'm kind of intrigued now. And also we were going through the cast list and I got very excited about one or two of those.
4: Emma Thompson is Mrs. Potts. I think you could only have told me that about this film and like, I'd be there in the queue. And, like, I'd like, I want to be Emma Thompson when I grow up and i think sure Phil yeah. does as well.
6: <laughs> I, 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 really, I really, really do. That I would mean you still would have to grow up.
4: That's true. <laughs> I think it is one of those trailers they've pitched it geniusly. You kind of go, oh, I'm not sure about this. Then you watch it and your inner nine-year-old, sol- like, kicks the door in, like, yes, give they, me yeah, this now. Yeah, they've, they've
6: not sold you a story. They've sold you a mood and a, a feeling. And I think that's yes. the way to sell it. It's, you know, I, I remember, and one of my favourite memories from, you know, watching the original was, it was the castle and mm-hmm. just the setting. It was so mysterious and it was so fascinating. And I, yeah. I wanted to spend, I wanted to live in that castle.
7: I think, for me, it was right towards the end of the trailer when you just see her, like, you know, looking at the rose. And you it's just hear the soft focus. Yeah. So all you can
4: see is just the, the shoulders of the dress and the yeah, blue and white, and, that iconic... And,
7: yeah, that and the um, the opening bars of, tail, uh, you know, sort of the, the slow, orchestral yes. version of Tale of Till as Old as Time.
4: I think it's even if the remake it, it is it, a it bit dodgy, it's, yeah, it's going to be visually stunning, if nothing else, I think. Oh,
6: absolutely, yeah.
5: Do
4: you know what's strange?
5: Like, two of the most well-loved and... Most critically acclaimed Disney films were both from the nineties. Lion King and Mutant and the Beast. It's strange you'd think true. later in their sort of yeah repertoire hmm, maybe you know, well, there'd be a crash in sort of quality. There, was, there was that
6: there. kind of I think was it was it the Little Member was nineteen eighty eight or eighty nine, that kind of yeah. True, yeah. and like that. that and that sort of kick started the, the sort of Disney yeah. Renaissance. You've got Aladdin, yeah. you've got um Mulan, I think it was the late nineties. Yeah. Pocahontas. Um Poca- oh, Pocahontas, another classic. And then you had Hercules, which killed it all. I mean, Atlantis, I <laughs> yeah, okay, Ad, Ad, Atlantis? Did it yeah, was Atlantis a, was, was a flop, but but yeah, the nineties and and uh, <laughs> obviously because the nineties is when I was a kid. That's they were all my favourites. So they were the films that I yeah. grew up on. Um, so yeah, very very fond. Mem- I think you know we've all very very fond memories of those films. And so if you're going to remake them, just you have to do it right. You I feel do. like I
8: need to interject as well in defence of Hercules, which is one of my absolute favourites.
6: Mine too, uh, I agree yeah. with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it, it absolutely bavarises the Greek myth, but you know, if you're going to sell it to children, you can't have half the stuff that's in the original stories, but they do absolutely. it in a fun way. I highly
4: recommend if you're a fan of Hercules, checking out, uh, there's one of the the performers who plays Meg in the in the parks in Epcot, I think she works in, and she is creepily accurate considering yeah. she is a real human being she has the mannerisms the voice check out on YouTube it's you yeah, real Meg or something like that yeah, the Disney she, parks she is
7: scarily good
4: it's, it's and quite and Meg hilarious. I
6: think is underrated as a, a Disney heroine yeah, I, I really liked a, her yeah yeah,
4: yeah. You know. Definitely, there are a lot of plans. Recently, I kind of seem to be churning these out. The most of them, at the moment, are just in the stages of rumored to be working on. Some of them we spoke about earlier. There's talk of a 101 Dalmatians prequel about Cruella Deville, starring Emma Stone.
6: I mean, I wasn't when you. I hear the words 101 Dalmatians prequel, Cruella Deville. I don't care. And then you say Emma Stone, and again, it's, it's the Emma just Emma Thompson effect. It's, I'm bad. Yeah, you. You know what? Yeah. Immediately I kind of know what that film's going to be and I'm here for it, yeah.
4: I think it's interesting they are taking a lot of these stories from the perspective of the villains, with Maleficent being... So yeah, successful. and,
6: and, and uh, well, it was successful. I, I had problems with Maleficent, but agree, Angelina Jolie was the, just flawlessly cast. Yeah. And even when the story was really, really fumbling, you know, she was just stunning to look at. She was that character. Yeah, she looked perfect.
4: I think they are doing the stories again for grown-ups. It is that we are the kids who grew up with the '90s stories who've grown up to realise that the bad guys were by far the best characters. Whether or that's oh, absolutely, yeah. and also,
6: and, and and it's fun to have you know sort of um, anti-heroines instead absolutely. of you know, in the age of the, the the dull anti-hero on TV. It's nice to have some bad. Girls on the big screen.
4: Absolutely. Some of the other ones that are being talked about are Peter Pan, uh, Pinocchio, The do Sword in the Stone. Speaking of a Peter Pan film, I mean,
6: there's yeah. that, that, and there's I mean, the
4: 2003 version with Jeremy Sumter which is clearly the, the, the definitive. No, it's terrible. Don't watch it. Watch Hook. That's the best live-action Peter Pan.
6: Of course, the best. Uh, the best. It's, Hook is the best installment in that. Rob, Robin Williams. It all needs to be said. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Definitely. Uh, Mulan. They're talking about. We spoke about that on I, a bit before the show.
6: I have very, again very very fond memories of Mulan. I think that if they do that right, um, it could be fantastic because again it's a it's a, a brilliant strong female-led story. It's a based on you know, a true story, which makes it even you know, more brilliant. Um, I, I just, yeah, I, I, again with the whole sort of inserting CGI into the live action things, how they're going to do yeah. Mushu, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. But it's I have to be
4: cast well to work. I think we all deserve yeah,
6: judgment.
4: The yeah.
5: one, the one on the list that amuses the most is Winnie the Pooh. I mean, seriously, I want to see a fat lad in a Winnie the Pooh suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, it's
7: I mean, this is what I was sort of mentioning earlier was that sort of there's certain stories like as you said, Phil Mulan. Um, I think Beauty, Beauty and the Beast, as I said earlier, will work. But stories like Dumbo, Winnie the Pooh, I don't see how those are going to work well on <laughs> as live action. I'm intrigued
8: by Dumbo because Tim Burton's directing
6: it. Which, oh, uh, really, I didn't yeah. know that. That's That'll interesting. Be because his Alice in Wonderland reboot worked so well.
4: Yeah.
7: Yeah, that's going to be a slightly creepy-looking really elephant.
4: The whole film is going to be the elephants on parade bit, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. That's yeah, the, just, yeah. yeah. On a yeah. side
7: note, Phil Ellis looks
5: like a slightly sort of older, gone-off-the-rails Christopher Robin.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now casting um, Phil Ellis. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll take remake. that. <laughs> yeah.
6: It's like Christopher Robin, you know, after he, uh, he sort of discovers cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, so. I've definitely got the belly for Winnie the Pooh. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Let's make our own version, guys. Sorted. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> what about okay? So, dream casting. If you could make remake any of the the, the old classics, which would you have done as a live action, and who I, would you cast? Uh, I mean.
6: I, I kind of feel that you could reunite Dev Patel and Frida Pinto from Slumdog Millionaire and have them as Aladdin and Jasmine. Ooh,
4: Ooh interesting. That, that could be good. Yes.
6: but I do also feel that it would be impossible to cast anyone as genie. Um, that yeah, would be anywhere anywhere near the greatness of Robin Williams in that in that character. Yeah,
7: yeah. it's regardless of what format. Whoever you know, obviously there's, there's been talk of a live action Aladdin for you know a couple of years now.
4: They can't. There's. Uh, Discussion within the Robin Williams estate, Disney are not allowed to use any of those outtakes for 25 years in any yeah, way, apparently. But, you know rega- it's a shame. you know,
7: it's, it's one of things where, regardless of you know whether it's an animated version or whether it's live action or a TV show, or whatever, whoever plays Genie has some impossibly big shoes to fill.
4: Mm. What about anybody else? Anything else you'd like to see done as a live action remake?
7: We did have a message from Sickly Bl- uh, sickly Brummie again.
5: <laughs> and uh, he said uh, The Black Hole, the darkest Disney movie ever. I mean, when awesome, he Caldron. says we want The Black Hole, I think Caldron he's staring down Caldron.
4: the toilet at the <laughs> Black <Yeah. laughs>
6: Oh, Black Oh, do I don't remember this yeah. one at yeah. all. No, I think there's a ride based yeah. on it. Yeah, the black the black holes
5: yeah. are very obscure. I'm gonna get Disney an IMDb yeah. link
7: sent to me, in by any minute now
6: from
5: Ryan yeah. to look into it.
7: Yeah, what it's one of those ones I've heard of it. I've never actually seen it. It's no.
6: I think maybe you know um, the the ones based on English myth, so the Black Cauldron, or, or sorry, Welsh, not not English, <laughs> but, um, so or British myth, so the Black Cauldron, or even the Sword in the Stone. Sword in the yeah, Stone is one
4: they're discussing. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. is here on my list You my would need the Ryan. perfect
6: Merlin and and Arthur. <laughs> um, but again, I suppose you know the King Arthur story has been so played out. I think maybe you know yeah. let's 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 have something different.
5: Yeah, uh, Parrot the Black Hole: A research vessel finds a missing ship commanded by a mysterious scientist on the edge of a black hole.
4: There you go. Very yeah, good. it was it was very it different for one. Disney at the time. Yeah.
5: Do you know what? Let's let's do it. The rescuers down under. <gasps> yeah.
4: yes. yes. I Love the rescuers. Yes. Basil the Great
7: Mouse Detective.
5: Yes. Can we have
4: a movie version of the stage show of The Lion King? That I would be all over. <laughs> that would be it, good. But
7: if just if they just release a, a live recording of the stage yeah. show of The Lion King, I'm happy.
4: I'd be happy with that.
7: Mm. I mean, one thing I
4: want to add into this
5: Disney conversation is why don't they make the two D films anymore? Okay, yeah, three D CGI, that's the way forward, but. That is what Disney's traditionally known for. Just the... Why the, the, the disc- hmm.
6: I mean, I think that they they did one re- well I think yeah. recently it was about maybe five or six years ago The um, Princess, the princess and, frog, and, the, and the Frog yeah. and I watched that on a plane recently and it is brilliant it's fantastic it's, it's so good I, I love that they went really they embraced the whole um, you know New Orleans they they went jazz and, and, and deep deep south with it it's a wonderful yeah. soundtrack it, oh my god yeah. the, the soundtrack's great the, the villain is yeah, is brilliant yeah. the, you know it's, yeah. it's just all and yeah, and, and, yeah The Princess and, uh, and Prince Naveen are like two of my favourites now
7: yeah it was, it was true New Orleans, sort of, that real, yeah. you
6: know, little Cajun vibe.
8: Interesting point as well about what I was saying about why they don't do that anymore. Though, um, uh, they, There was time just before that came out when Disney had been saying we're categorically not doing any more 2D animation, we're closing the 2D studio, uh, focusing on CGI, and then John Lasseter from Pixar became the creative director of Disney as a whole and he said no forget that uh, the 2D ones are what everyone loves reopen that uh, and that Good was what led to the princess and the frog coming out and then yeah. for some reason they've just not done any since
4: we need some more it's Disney if you're listening <laughs> yeah. Please. I just want, I just want Please. Yeah,
6: more 2D animated fairy tales yeah. There's, there's enough. So. I'm sure there's enough in, you know, the Thousand and One Nights and Brothers Grimm that you've not completely ripped off yet. So, yeah, you know, can't We've got another message
4: from Sickly Brummy.
6: Yeah, our social media person today, Ryan Parrish, said Screen has
5: messaged us to let us know that Guy Ritchie is making a King Arthur film. He is. The With Drake Charlie Hunnam. So, uh,
6: yeah. yeah, I approve.
4: Nice, lots of nice other things It's, so, it's not ever done, maybe, now, the Arthurian
6: legends. Jude Law is the baddie as well. Which oh, is it um, Maligant or Mordred? Uh, there's yeah. so many different baddies. I'm guessing he's not playing Morgan Le Fay. No, I
1: don't um, think so. <laughs> we assume not. Hi, I'm Ryan Parish. I present the Geeky Broomy Show every Saturday, 12 till 1 on brumradio.com. What the f*** is that? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Continuing the backseat presenting, Ryan has sent us a present in for the show today.
5: He, he has, he did. Um, this was a feature that we came up with a while ago. Basically we play power Trump cosplay, but sometimes when we're trying to buy our costumes, we come across items which are basically just a load of tats.
4: Which so inexplicable that they must be bought immediately. Last time we did this, you bought Captain America recorders. It's in the instrument you played at primary school. I swear my girlfriend's gonna like
6: branded write that right recorders. That's incredible. Yes. I can still play like whatever that first song you learn in the assembly. <laughs> I can still play that. Oh, oh. Cross pens.
4: Yeah. yeah, I think that's, I, I that's could
6: so probably yes. manage yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so, something like that. If only we'd brought them in again, that'd have been wonderful.
7: Well, did you want to beat guy to death with them? Uh,
4: that's true. Guy <laughs> knows what this item is. I None do. None of the rest of us do.
5: So I'm gonna oh, reveal mysterious it.
4: Mysterious packaging noises. I can't I'm now, can't, I can't now I'm get it out of
6: the
4: <laughs> <laughs> Quick, fill some time. I'm intrigued uh, as to I, what this might. Oh, Yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. okay uh, I mean, yeah, it is in fact a, a Ghostbusters whoopee cushion. Um, yeah, guy, would you like to demonstrate? That is some okay, quality now, radio right there. Now,
7: <laughs> now, okay, guy, now do the whoopee cushion. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> so, sorry. No, it's, it's, it's right it was right next to George's <laughs> face. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Thank you for that lovely present.
6: <laughs> oh my god, it's like my new favourite thing. <laughs> That's it for is the rest of the show. Horrible, rubbery sort of substance on it, which yeah. is like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I have just like regressed about twenty years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil, Phil, Phil now has something to play with at home.
4: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, thanks, Ryan, for I mean, your lovely, lovely If present. gets
8: upset, you can just say it. Yeah. The ghost did exactly. it.
4: it ghost.
5: Ghost. Exactly, it was a ghost. Exactly. I tell you what, let's leave that on the chair. And when Sean comes in for the a list later, so you welcome <laughs> to the a list with Sean <laughs> Minor.
4: Got <laughs> <laughs> oh, some Kai Corsi radio right there. Um. Yeah, thank you for that, uh, Ryan.
5: Thanks, Ryan. So, um <laughs> yeah, toilet humour.
4: It's always Quite good. This that, yep. This is what happens. The great ups are away and look what's happened. <laughs> yeah. This is why Keith's not allowed to go on holiday. It this like kind a, of thing goes on. Sounds like a bit like a uh,
5: Grand pie Pice Alpha that does. So. It
4: does a <laughs> little <love> bit, actually. <laughs> yeah.
5: Let's reenact it. Ooh, I don't like the mountain very much. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that was lovely.
6: Hello, this is Martha Hackett. I played Zeska
4: on Voyager, and you're listening to Room Radio. It's time to play Top Trumps. It is time to play Top Trumps, and this week's pack. The theme we have is, of course, Frozen, the new Disney classic. I think we should kick off with uh, Philip Elsa himself over there. <laughs> <laughs> um.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play perhaps you know the uh, the strongest card in this deck. I, I I have a good feeling I'm gonna win this week uh, again. As usual. Um. So I'm gonna play Elsa herself. Oh. Uh, with bravery of forty-seven.
4: Oh. Dave.
7: Okay. I'm gonna have to go with um, the staff from Castle Arendelle.
6: Bravery twenty-two.
5: Yeah. That's a desperate card. I mean, that is. I yeah. really feel like
4: they've you, you, scraped you the You can tell that this film characters. is
6: not populated with more than perhaps, you know, sort of three or four main players.
4: Definitely. Sam, what I'm, have you got for us?
6: I'm going to have to go with Young Sven, uh,
8: Bravery
4: 35. Nice. Sven is the moose, right? He is. Yeah. <laughs> well, this one is a
8: baby moose.
4: Ah, very cute. Uh, continuing the theme of scraping the barrel for characters, I'm just going to throw away this card, I think. Uh, I've, got, I've got an Arendelle baby <laughs> whose role in the film, according to the card, is uh, to giggle with glee at the sight of a princess. Her bravery is only three.
5: So, a key character?
4: Yes, very important.
5: Joe, you know I've never seen this bloody film and I've got no intention to. So, I don't know who these are. The Duke's bodyguards. Duke of Weston has two strong bodyguards to protect him in Arendelle. Good for him. He obviously likes <laughs> men hanging around him. Bravery, 18.
4: Not that brave. So, of course, Elsa wins that one, yeah, obviously. How, how do
7: you have bodyguards that aren't brave?
4: That's true. you think they should be braver. But I guess well, you can't be braver than the main Well, obviously, they're not very character. good at their jobs. No, that's true. They do belong to a villain. Spoilers. <laughs> so, it's all right. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it. Okay, that's okay, then. Dave?
7: Okay. Um, again, continuing the theme of scraping the bottom of the barrel, <laughs> I'm going to go with the people of Arendelle.
4: <laughs> all of them? Including yeah, yes, the Arendelle the, the, baby?
7: The, 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 <laughs> the entire village... Um, which have a combined strength of seven.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible, what are they doing?
7: Obviously not eating their vitamins.
4: Obviously not.
8: I, I'm going to go with wolves. <laughs> 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 just, just collective yeah, wolves. Go, just, okay. just wolves, uh, but they have strength
4: Oh uh I've again got a slightly weird collective. I've got Wandering Oaken's family. <laughs> um, their collective strength is only marginally better than the people of Arend- Arendelle. Theirs is eight.
5: Uh, I've got a German dignitary. (laughs) (laughs) The world watches in excitement as Arendelle's gates opened for coronation. After being closed for such long time, Germany sends a dignitary to meet a newly crowned king, queen. Seriously? Strength 10. He's got a nice moustache, though.
4: That is an excellent moustache.
6: I've got another sort of, you know, I would say second or third or fourth tier character. This is uh, not Prince Hans, but his horse.
4: Ah, uh, with
6: strength of seven.
4: Yeah, strong So the horse is as strong as all the people in Arendelle combined. Yep.
8: And the German dignitary is stronger. Yes, <laughs> that's
4: worrying, isn't it? That's that's not how that should go. Just
6: don't mention the war. All <laughs> that sauerkraut's just giving him. Uh...
4: Yeah, that must be what it is. Sorry, the, the wolves have that one. I, I think so.
5: I'm just going to quickly have a look through the packet and just say some of the cards we haven't got are some of these other people, secondary kind of French dignitary, ice harvesters. Uh, what else have we got? Um, there's another moose.
4: A-, a marshmallow monster. Excellent. Spanish
5: dignitary. There's
4: a lot of dignitaries in here.
5: Yeah, so like the so basically, the, the EU, EU are
6: all uh, in this Top Trumps deck.
4: Basically. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I this this so. is like a,
6: a pre-Brexit Disney classic. Yes. Well, well yeah, maybe
4: it's,
8: it's post-Brexit. There's no British dignitaries.
6: Well, oh, <laughs> oh, is is Frozen thing. set in the distant future? I think
4: it must <laughs> be. It must be. Mm. I mean, her I'm, her sure, well. I'm sure there's
6: a be theory about that somewhere. I'm sure there is, okay. definitely. Uh, I'm going to go with
8: another very important, like, actually important character, uh, but younger version, young Anna, uh, and Loyalty 8.
4: Excellent. Uh, I've also got a young version of a character. I've got young Christoph, which feels like a nice pair of cards there. Hmm. But unfortunately, his Loyalty's only 6, which, considering he's supposed to be, you know, the hero of the piece, is a bit worrying.
5: I've got young Elsa, Loyalty 6.
4: Really? yeah that's also slightly concerning
6: um kids isn't it uh, i've got the grand pabby who is apparently the wisest of the mountain trolls and his loyalty is also six
4: there's not a so lot of loyalty going on in arendelle yeah, and it, con-
6: continuing this theme of sixes um i've got Balder,
7: who is the young troll who adopts young christoph and sven and is delighted when christoph comes home with a girl because <laughs> oh, apparently he'd well, been worried.
4: Yes, it's <laughs> always concerning if your son spends all his time with a moose, let's be honest.
7: <laughs> so when in Canada. Who won?
4: Uh, I think that well, that was young Anna I, who won I that one. So, yeah. so that was that was Sam, who took two rounds there. Mm-hmm. Would you like to give us a victory speech?
8: Uh, I, I couldn't have done it without the wolves. <laughs> so, <there we> go.
4: <laughs> that works. I mean, I'm not being
5: funny, Sam. You're coming here once in a while, <laughs> we invite you in as a guest, and you just always... You always assing.
4: win when you come <laughs> so in. What, what were are. you doing? How are you? Duh. No. Ah. No. You are the philalis of top trumps. That's what it is. You <laughs> always win that. theme worms, and yeah. someone always wins, uh, wins top trumps. It's very yeah. sneaky. That's it's a, really fix. a <laughs> fix. It's definitely a fix. <laughs> very suspicious. Right. Uh, well, that's us for this week. Uh, and you can, of course, catch up with any previous episodes of Geeky Brummy on <laughs> Mixcloud.com slash brumradio. <laughs> I have some excellent dancing from Guy going on right now. I wish we were periscoping. <laughs> that's <laughs> us for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Ryan, I hope we'll be back and recovered next week. I feel better soon. I, th- I think he is back next week. You know. I think he might be all right. So yeah. But so. Uh, thanks everybody for helping me steer the ship this week.
6: Our <laughs> pleasure. Yeah. I, I don't think we need Ryan.
4: No, no we don't. We, there's twice now without him, and it's been fine. And Sorry, and Ryan, you're sacked. Still <laughs> still <tomorrow.
6: laughs> well done,
0: George. <laughs> thanks for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please consider joining our listener supporters. You can do this by clicking the Support tab on our website, or go direct to Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio. Brum Radio shows are streamed online at the Brum Radio Mixcloud page, and you can find more podcasts at brumradio.com.